0: You're listening to hardscape growth a podcast for business leaders in the trenches from pavers to profits we're focused on the topics that help hardscape professionals find success and level up let's get into the show
1: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the hardscape growth show i'm your host alex from techoblock and today we are talking about how you can succeed on social media with a killer strategy a content plan, a content calendar, all this to grow your business successfully. And it's uh, surprisingly easy. And to talk about that today, we're joined by an expert in the uh, field. Her name is Vanessa Angel. And Vanessa, you have a company, it's called Social Media by Vanessa. Very easy to remember. Instagram, Social Media by Vanessa. Vanessa SocialMediaByVanessa.com is the website. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Alex. Thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. And I, so, I
2: know I'm not your first woman on the show, because you had no. You. <laughs>
1: that's that's true. That's true. Well, hopefully, many more. There, there are lots of women in the industry and uh, very smart people. And that, I'm happy
2: to say that I am in your industry.
1: That's right.
2: I well, am. it's our
1: industry in that case.
2: It's our, it's our industry. I was in the industry. I left the industry, and then I somehow came back. And also, somehow came back to block
1: There you go. Just, just when you thought you were out. Pull you back in. (laughs) So social media, a lot of companies right now are booming with business. The industry is on fire. It's a crazy time. So this topic might not seem very popular, very relevant to a lot of businesses that have an overflow of demand coming to them. But why, why should they pay attention to this episode?
2: I think that it's important to have some type of a presence online. I don't know where the industry is going. I know that it's still hard for people to travel. I still think there's going to be an uptick in people doing their front yards and their backyards. And I think landscaping is, you know, still in a very good position. Mm -hmm. But I think that to grow your business, you need to grow your business in the field as well as online. Okay. And social media is a part of that strategy. So having a website and having some type of an email marketing campaign and having a good presence on social media because your Instagram or your Facebook can be an extension of your website and can really be your live portfolio.
1: So they're like, they're part of your identity online, and and your identity online is pretty much your identity in twenty twenty one. Is Absolutely. that fair to say?
2: No, absolutely. And, you know, I think 99% of the people who are going to hire you are going to Google you first, mm-hmm. right? They're going to Google your company. They're going to go to your website and they're definitely go, going to go on your social media. So if your social media is eh, and hasn't been updated in years, I think there might be a question of, well, why haven't they updated this? You know,
1: mm-hmm. it starts to make them ask themselves questions that never even occurred to them. And it's just because you haven't been doing anything online.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I don't know if it's as relevant as maybe it was a few years ago to have a really strong presence because there is so much work, as you're saying, I heard mm-hmm. in our neighborhood that they're now charging for quotes.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's, now, I mean,
2: does that make sense to you? I absolutely.
1: That's to- something we've that's talked cool. about on the show a lot of times too. It's it's, it's part they, of the pre-qualification. They, 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 they,
2: I guess so. Maybe they were listening to to you and pay repeat, but they're being charged (laughs) for quotes. And then, so there's so much business. You're right. But, um, so maybe I am selling to the wrong audience, but I do work with landscapers in my area who, um, do do a lot of business, uh, in the area and also get a lot of referrals through social media and people absolutely go to their website and go on their social media and reach out to them through social media. Mm -hmm. So, You know, it still is important to have a good online presence.
1: For sure. So with that in mind, what's something that that maybe people have wrong about social media in this industry, how how, how we can use it?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And I think what I see often is a hardscaper who talks hardscaping. And then really talks to his peers or her peers. So it becomes B2B is talking to B2B and that's who's a part of that ecosystem.
1: Okay. So you end up like geeking out on dimensional tolerances and compaction levels and things exactly. like that that don't matter to your customer they matter exactly. to people so you're trying to
2: portfolio, that yeah. portfolio that you're creating let's say that's just use instagram mm-hmm. Really is your work and what you can accomplish so you're missing out on an opportunity to really speak to the end user who is your customers the person that's going to hire you and is going to pay for your services so if so you what that
1: what do you need to change if 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 that's If that is, if I'm listening right now, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I post a lot of how we build things and the machines that we use and things like that. I'm growing my follower account. I'm getting a lot of engagement, a lot of likes, a lot of comments, but they're, they're not from homeowners. What do I need to change? What do I need to do differently?
2: Uh, you probably need to change your content strategy. So I don't know what percentage of your listeners have photography, actual professional photography of their jobs. Do you know what the percentages uh, if high. I had
1: to, if I had to guess it would be pretty low just based on the <laughs> one one of the uh, guests that we've had on the show, uh, Paver King, uh, he has oh, he has this yeah. he has this recurring this right. recurring th- joke about uh, project photos that have the garden hose in it, because yeah. it's it's the photo you take the photo right after you wet all the sand down, and it's the last thing before you get in the truck and you you take off, and that's the last time you ever see the job, and that that's a big mistake, know, obviously, from a marketing it's perspective. It's very
2: common. So. Yeah as a challenge, if you're looking for good content, would be to email you know, your top 10 customers from last year and then go back next year with a professional photographer and take images of those jobs. Because chances are the person whose job you have, have completed, the following year, they're gonna have their furniture, they're gonna have their barbecues, they're gonna have their throw pillows, their pergola, they're gonna have their beautiful backyard to entertain in, and you're gonna be able to capture that. So finding, you know, your top customers from the previous year and going back with a photographer. It doesn't have to be, you know, a landscape photographer, it doesn't have to be the fanciest photographer in the area. You can find someone who's, you know, side business is photography. You know, a teacher who also is a photographer to go to a few jobs and to take a picture as part of your portfolio for not only your website, if you have a website, but for a blog. And then Mm -hmm. you can use those images as really high quality images because that's the thing with the Instagram algorithm in 2021. It's not just about taking a picture. It's about having a high quality image that speaks to the audience. So if you're speaking to the audience, you want something that's staged, you want something that's beautiful, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in this industry, because essentially everyone in this industry is building people's dreams. Yeah. People dream about having a patio, they dream about having a backyard, they're going to spend 20 years entertaining and their children are going to swim in the backyard. So you're really building someone's dream. And to, like you said, to take a picture after you've done your polymeric sand with a garden hose, it just doesn't do the job justice. So to really emphasize taking high quality professional images, or you could go back the following season and just say, I'm doing a...
1: Yeah, hey, you, could, you could... You could shoot them yourself, I guess, but like. percent,
2: you could shoot them yourself, but you know, if you hire someone, they'll give you seventy-five images. Yeah. Beautiful images, close-ups. They'll have throw pillows. You could, you know, take some wine glasses.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what they do. It's like. Like I, you know, a, a homeowner, like you could build the patio yourself, but you'd hire a professional to get the best result. It's the same thing with photography.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be, you know, I've heard of people saying, oh, I got some quotes from a food photographer and the prices were outrageous. Well, you don't have to hire a landscape photographer. You can just hire, you know, a good photographer in your area to, to, to go to a few sites and take pictures for you
1: you have any tips to find a good one? Because thats uh, I feel like that's thats the first question I'd be asking myself if I was a contractor listing right now. Like, okay, that's go great, but I don't know anyone.
2: Hashtag, whatever it's a city you're in, Montreal family photographers, Montreal photographers, go on Instagram, follow them on Instagram. You know, you can send them direct messages. You can send them DMs and see what their prices are. Maybe you could get you know a deal if we have five properties next year in whatever area you're in. I happen to be in Montreal, and that's why I was using that as an example. But you know, for X amount, we'll take pictures of these five properties, and then in the end, you'll hand over all of the images. A hundred of them will be edited. You know,
0: yeah, that's just pretty, finding someone that's,
2: that's decent. Doesn't have to be, as I said, specifically a landscape photographer. It can just be someone that uh, is doing it part-time. There's a huge discrepancy, not a discrepancy, but a huge difference in pricing when you look at uh, professional photographers versus really good amateur photographers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I I really like the point just to come back to that. One of the first things with coming back to the project a year or two after. uh It's not just that the furniture is in um, and hopefully the client's been maintaining the property, but Uh, it's also that the plants are more mature, yeah, absolutely. you know, like th- things just look more, more grown in yeah. more, more yeah. permanent. It doesn't look like super fresh.
2: So I think that's one area that I don't see a lot of, I do see it. There are a few, um, it's growing in the area that I see yeah. it I'm like, wow, these jobs are incredible. So one of the landscapers that I work for here, they, one year did some type of a photo shoot. He went around and the guys working and mm-hmm. there were some aerial shots. So as his social media manager, I have a catalog of about 150 images from this particular photo shoot that I can use.
1: And you can use it over and over and over oh, all yeah. kinds of different posts and whatever yeah. and it doesn't matter it's the same project because the homeowners who are following like okay maybe if i'm a contractor following or i'm your Block rep who's following i'm going to recognize that project for multiple times but a homeowner yeah. isn't someone who's going to follow you for multiple years and be engaged with your posts for multiple years typically right like they'll kind of discover you when it's time to search for a contractor to do their okay. backyard
2: and there's a few because we actually did our landscape last year so i followed all of the design and build landscapers in our area and i mean some of them i'm just hooked on how amazing their properties are and then some of them are really interesting so they have beautiful images but then there's a lot of behind the scenes imagery Mm -hmm. as well as the stories that they use so the content the content focus should really be on the beautiful images and i also for my landscape contractor that I work for, he's a Techco pro. So I, as a Teco pro, you have access to beautiful Other, technology yeah. engineering. That's right. Which, there isn't a portal for contractors, but if you go on House, you can, you know, take those images. And I think the only stipulation is you can't use images from your country of origin. So we're in Canada. We can't use Canadian imagery because obviously you don't want to be showcasing an image on your website or on your truck or of a,
1: your local, a, a local, a local contractor. Imagery. that, Yeah. Exactly.
2: So uh, I use images from all over the U S and mm-hmm. I don't do it very often. I was doing it once every two weeks for content. And it's obviously you tag tackle block and there's a mention that this is a tackle block project, but then you can showcase, you know, a new product, you can showcase, the colors, or some type of technical aspect of the image.
1: Yeah, and I think it's. I mean, you can argue two ways for that. You know, you can argue, well, you're not showing your own work, so what what kind of message is that sending to to clients? I feel like that's that's kind of more of a, a, a an ego reaction than a, a factual the reaction. The color doesn't the, care you can build this not did you build this you can build this
2: this. exactly yes a fire pit that looks like this or you can build a water feature like this and the answer is yes yeah this is techoblog products and
1: Yes. That's right. Like, like everyone does it all the time when they they're sitting across the kitchen table from that client with the catalog and they're flipping through and showing different things, but then they're reluctant to do it online. But if you do it online, you're reaching more people and that's opening the door to more of those kitchen table meetings. Absolutely. So it, it's something yeah. to, to think about.
2: A beautiful image that's, you know, you got it off of Pinterest, you credit a tackle block, but it's an image that you can use in your Instagram portfolio that is going to appeal to the homeowner.
1: Now images, images are kind of a critical element to platforms like Instagram, mm-hmm. but what other platforms should I be looking at? Should I, should I be everywhere? Like that, that, that was a school of thought for a while. Like yeah. if it's, if it exists, you got to be on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, you know, in 2012, cause I started in 2009, 2010, and then I started at TeckleBlock in 2011. And that was really the mentality was you need to be everywhere mm-hmm. so when i started at techo there was just a facebook so then we got on everything right away and then it became very apparent going a few years into it that you can't have the same quality and be on all the platforms right you, you just can't and you're not always there. there has to be a strategy for each platform mm. there has to be particular content a particular voice for each platform each platform reaches the audience in a different way and it's always a different demographic so I think my rule of thumb now is be really, really, really good at your primary platform, whatever that might be, and then always have a secondary.
1: What's a good secondary?
2: Uh, well, if you're on Instagram, you could have a secondary as Facebook. Okay. They, they work really well together. Although the algorithm in Facebook doesn't necessarily favor businesses organically, as a business, you have to promote. They
1: it. want you to pay.
2: They want you to pay. It's, it's, yeah. it's more of a pay-to-play structure with Facebook. Another secondary that I don't recommend that people... Is
1: that pay. why Instagram becomes so popular, though? Sorry, before we, we keep going, but yeah, is that why Instagram... Because it, it's less pay-to-play?
2: It is less pay-to-play, and good content will be seen. So if it's not a great picture, your captions aren't very catchy, your you know, content isn't great and you're not engaging with your Instagram community, your content won't be seen. Hmm. So Instagram will serve up your content to about 5% of your followers. And if those followers don't really do anything with it, they don't share it or like it or comment on it, then it doesn't serve it up to anybody else.
1: So that's why it's important to have good content and be posting with regularity because it's not always the exact same 5%. So right. You end up Technically, if it's 5%, I need 20 posts to be able to reach 100% of them. Does that make sense? Is that how it works?
2: So when you post it, the recommendation is to have a good cadence and frequency. So if you post, Mm -hmm. I mean, ideally four days a week is is plenty. If you're only able to do it three days a week, make sure that those three days a week are the same three days a week and that your timing is around the same time. So if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday around 10 a.m., Schedule your content to go out those days. Your audience will be used to you sending out a Tuesday tip at ten a.m. or nine a.m., and it favors well with the algorithm. The algorithm needs consistency. It's machine learning. It's not humans that are are judging your content. It's really all kinds of formulas that comb through all of the content mm-hmm. and pick up keywords and really do serve it up to five percent of your audience. And then if that five percent loves it, it'll serve it up to another five, and then you know ten, and then that's how essentially you go viral on social media. Is that people love your content, so you have four uh, ways to engage with Instagram. So mm-hmm. saving is really the ultimate. When your content is saved, that sends a cue to the or a key to the algorithm that this is really good content. Really and this good. Needs to be served up more. The next is commenting, and I have to mention that commenting has to be more than three words, or it's not calculated as a comment. And so that's engagement. So the first, it used to be all about liking you like posts and now liking doesn't really do anything. It doesn't necessarily increase your engagement anymore. It's all about creating dialogue and community within that post and within Instagram, because Instagram wants to keep you on the platform as long as they can.
1: So what would I need to do to improve the odds of getting a post saved or getting a comment? That's more than wow. Wow beautiful, stunning, like, I need more than three words is what you're saying. So how is there something I can do to, to affect that?
2: Absolutely. So as a general rule, when you go on Instagram, because it's all about engagement, so it's a two way conversation. When you go on Instagram, when you see jobs or, you know, things on Instagram that are impressive, instead of just liking it, you can comment on it more than three words comment on it, and then that becomes a dialogue. So when people comment on Hardscaper, the automatic should be asking a question, commenting on their comment to create a dialogue on Instagram, on that post, and then that post will fare better in the algorithm.
1: That's a great tip. So engage. It's not just encouraging their engagement, is engage with the people who are engaging absolutely. with you. Start that conversation, and then all of a sudden the comments get longer and longer and longer. And and then that then starts to build thread. And
2: on and on. Yeah, and absolutely. then
1: and then boop, you go into the ten percent. Boop, you go into the twenty percent.
2: Absolutely, there yeah. you go. So it's it's not about liking; it's really about commenting and engaging, and also having a community. So are there you know ten accounts that you engage with on a regular basis? Mm. And having is, that 10, a, is
1: ten the magic number, or are you just pulling the just number as an example? I just kind of put ten
2: out there, but it's you know ten people that are in kind of your your inner Instagram circle. I mean, maybe it's twenty, but people whose content you regularly comment on, or who you, whose content you regularly share and and um, and save.
1: Gotcha. Very cool.
2: Um, um, yeah. Actually, do all these things, you will notice your your posts getting better.
1: That's cool. I I didn't know the uh, the three words thing, but that's an awesome tip. Yeah. What's something that, uh, and then we'll get into like building the plans. But I just have a couple of questions. Like, what's something that business owners are maybe not taking advantage of, like a tool or a platform that exists? Is there a social media platform, or is there some kind of, of search tool that? they should be leveraging because it does increase their reach and and it does point them in front of the right customers.
2: So I think what surprises me is when I don't see landscapers and, you know, hardscape owners on LinkedIn. Mm. I've done a lot of coaching sessions just with owners who say, you know, I've had this business for 25 years. It's okay that you're not on LinkedIn. It's okay that your business isn't there, but the person that's hiring you or who's potentially going to hire you is definitely on LinkedIn and they have looked you up and maybe you haven't been there and that's fine, but it's not something that takes a lot of time to maintain. You need to set it up once, you need to set up your LinkedIn page once, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of your placeholder that you are a business and you are a legitimate business owner and this is your profile. And you set it up once and I mean, you can engage in it. It's very much B2B, so it's professional to professional. It's primarily Mm -hmm. for recruitment. But I'm surprised by how many business owners I, I don't see on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. And actually, one of our first episodes was with uh, Sean from Premier Outdoor. And he was saying how that was kind of one of his, his little secrets because nobody's, nobody's on LinkedIn. Yeah. And he got on there and people are finding him and he's posting regularly uh, on there. And, and, and the other thing I find interesting is LinkedIn posts tend to be very dry, I mean, it's it's very much like whatever's happening in my business, or I'm trying to hire these types of people, or whatever. So all of a sudden, you're scrolling through that feed, and boom, beautiful landscape project oh, that grabs people's attention because you're sticking out like a sore thumb.
2: Yeah.
1: So uh, LinkedIn is a, tag, is a good you can one.
2: Use hashtag, so it can be in your area, so mm-hmm. people in your area are more likely to see it. And um, I think it's just something really easy to set up. You could Google how to set up a LinkedIn company page, how to set up your own page. You'll spend an hour doing it and that's it. You're done.
1: And and at least you have a place where the homeowners who are Googling you, I mean, that'll show up very, very well, because when homeowners are searching for people, if you're on LinkedIn, that's a popular platform. So that ranks high. So they'll find that they see that. And then, you know. You make sure you have a link back to your own company and whatever, but at least they see like, this is a person, this is this person's experience. They seem professional. They're on a professional network. These are, they may not seem like big things when you're sitting again from that across the kitchen table from them, but to get there, there's a series of very small building blocks that build up the trust to the point where they reach out to you.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And they're like, they're definitely Googling your name. If they're going to hire you, unless you have such a good reputation in the neighborhood and, you know, their aunts and their, you know, neighbor and this person recommended you. I mean, that's a bit different word of mouth, but um, you're definitely Googling everyone that comes in to work in your house.
1: Mm -hmm. What's something that uh, maybe has been surprising for you? in terms of like the past you know, year or two, you've been doing work with uh, not just landscape contractors, but a bunch of different businesses across different segments. Mm-hmm. Is there any uh, specific tactic or strategy that is fairly recent that has made a big impact?
2: So I had kind of been out of this since 2018. 2019. And then I came back into it, uh, through this poor landscaper who just was looking for someone to do their social media. And I didn't give him a chance. I was like, no, you're hiring me. I'm doing this. Sent him, you know, messages everywhere when I saw the ad. So I got back into it and realized that there was, um, something that, um, Facebook had done for, for Instagram as well as Facebook. I think it's called reels. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you guys have seen them. So it's sort of the the Facebook um, attack on TikTok or yeah. attack on YouTube. So it's entertainment and they want to keep you engaged in videos. So you, I, it happens to me sometimes you end up in a loop where you're just, you know, you keep watching Reels and you keep watching Reels. So I had read in the spring that Reels were where it's at. Um, mm-hmm. Your chances of being seen when you post Reels are much higher in the algorithm. Well, so, if you
1: think about it, it kind of makes sense because if Instagram is threatened by TikTok, of then what are they going to favor? They're going to favor the content and the format that is replicating the thing that's the threat. So, yeah. oh, you don't need to go to TikTok to have that experience. It's right here. It's called Reels.
2: Yeah. So, I started... So, this surprised me. It's a long story to yeah. explain, but it just surprised me. I just started... He, the landscape that I work for has all these videos of just random polymeric sand and pressure washing and just... Uh, You know, he's taken
1: videos over the years of the work he does. Over the years. I mean,
2: hundreds of videos. So I just started every Tuesday posting a reel. I called it my pro tips and I gave the homeowner a little bit of information on what was going on. And so I think I have about 35 of them. So, you know, the first few was a couple thousand views, which is not bad.
1: It's not bad if they're, especially if they're local. That's very good if they're local.
2: I mean, I don't know if they're, they're local views, but just in general views. And then okay. I remember in the summer, I was about five to 10,000 views. And I thought, well, this is pretty good. We're going to keep going. And then uh, a few months ago, it just, or I guess a month ago, the end of September, it just exploded. And we've had 21 million views. So that's 21 million people.
1: It's have a viewed video. a real.
2: Video of, of
1: what? Of, 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 of polymeric sand going in the joints?
2: <laughs> what? It's and it's so insulting i show my friends and they're like that's the video it's just that the 21 million people have seen and like so many comments you know i don't know how many thousands of likes and comments and shares and saves but just it exploded and then the follower count also mm-hmm. obviously exploded as well mm-hmm. it was interesting at first but then when you realize that these are generally people obviously in the in the industry, but literally coming from all over the world, from Middle East to from Australia, from obviously the United States and Canada, but just everywhere. And then asking questions about literally everything. So this poor landscape contractor who's got who's So you were trying to
1: get him some homeowner leads and now all of a sudden he's getting questions from contractors. In England,
2: asking about England. Yes and Australia and All over the place. And I'm I don't think he's upset about it. I mean he's really happy to answer their questions, but it was like not the intention when Uh it's real. So so this So is there like
1: a success story and a and a and a warning at the same time baked into one?
2: (laughs) Yes, I think so. Just I guess be careful what you wish for. Don't ever wish for, you know, to have millions and millions of followers because you want to make sure that you're constantly to maintain that, yeah. Yeah, your content also aligns with your strategy. So I was really happy today. I posted something for him and we got some really nice local comments. People saying, like, oh, I can't wait to work with you next year. You know, so I know there are locals that I know that you will get customers. Um, well,
1: out of 21 million, there better be a couple around here.
2: And there were <laughs> I heard people saying, you know, I don't even follow you guys. I don't know why, but you appeared in my reels. And it was because people just kept liking it and commenting on it. And it just kept going up in the algorithm and that's a viral is a hundred thousand views. So 21 million is something completely different.
1: I don't know. That's,
2: I know it's insane. And then there's I don't even know what to say that have gone to the hundred thousands. And it's really Mm -hmm. just the most simple acts of, you know,
1: sweeping sand,
2: sweeping sand. It doesn't uh, have to, it doesn't, but that's the
1: thing, right? It doesn't, it just has to be interesting enough. You post, but, you know, there's a few things like just to summarize what we've covered so far, and then we're going to get into more specific strategy stuff, but you know, having the quality images or video, the, the quality of the content matters, yeah. focusing your energy on one or two platforms, not diluting your efforts, right. uh, understanding that, you know, consistency, like many things, if not everything in life, consistency is key. So posting, ideally four days a week three if you you can't do four but if you're going to do it do it on a consistent schedule engage with the comments that that do happen to to build a bit of a dialogue and grow the length of the comments that you're getting in return you do all those things together and then you take advantage of of things that are favored by the platform for example reels on instagram and you, you it's a it's a it's a mix of all these little things and boom before you know it well 21 million views on a video
2: there you go. Yeah,
1: that's it. All right. So how do I actually do that with a plan? Like what, what is my strategy I should be doing? Because sure. we're going into the off season. It's it's the middle of November. Yeah. This episode is going to air towards uh, probably early, mid-December. So the snow is going to start flying in a lot of parts of, uh, of uh, where our, our uh, listeners are living. It's a great time to get to work on that. Yeah. Even if I have sold work into June, July, August of next year, I still want my existing customers to feel really good about doing business with me. And I do want to keep having that pipeline of new customers coming in Absolutely. and new prospects and new followers and new engagement, because that just makes my brand stronger and stronger, stronger. And that gives me for more flexibility as a company after I can pick and choose which customers I work with, pick and choose the designs, pick and choose the pricing I want to sell at. So this is important. So how, how, do, we, how do we get prepared?
2: And I think you said it really well. You said, it- you need a strategy towards your brand, So Mm -hmm. you are selling a brand. So having you do amazing work, you have a great website, you have really good content in your social media that's guided guiding your homeowners. So I would say to just write a quick strategy. So what's your main focus and your main focus might be to, you know, engage with homeowners or to engage in homeowning communities and to be, I don't know, the best respected landscape company in your area. And how are you going to do that? Um, so we talked about one, which is reaching out to you know, 10 or 15 homeowners whose uh, projects you had done the previous year, and just seeing if you can set up a photo shoot. You don't necessarily need the fanciest photographer in town. You can find a good photographer that's going to go and you know, plan these photo shoots with you. And then another thing, I thought about this yesterday actually, is to have a professional write blogs. So there's a few websites you can go to. Everything is really virtual now, but there's a website called Fiverr. So that's mm-hmm. F, have you heard of it? F E V E R.
1: F I V E R R, right? That's right. Fiverr. Fiverr.
2: Fiverr. So to have a freelancer come. I mean, they can really be anywhere in the world mm-hmm. to write, you know, a couple blog posts for you, even if you aren't going to put it on your website. Which blogging is, you know, great for SEO. So it's organic SEO. I mean, obviously block knows that because they have great blogs. Mm-hmm. But, uh,
1: but how have, do our how do our customers take advantage of that? Oh, so, I
2: we I use your blogs for yeah. our backyard, and in where I happen to be, there's you guys don't really have any competition. I kept trying to find the cop. I was like, well, I know there's other brands, but I, I can't find them anywhere. Cause it's all tech
1: block. But that's see in there is another little nugget of wisdom though, because if even at a manufacturer level, very people are very few people are taking advantage of strategy at the contractor oh. level. The same is yeah. true too. So yeah. you don't need to say like, Oh, I'm going to hire a professional writer and they're going to pump out a new blog every week. And that like, you don't need to go to that extent because oh. the field is empty there's nothing in it, so you just put like one sign up in the middle of the field. Everyone's going to see it, and that's kind of that same idea yeah. with the right strategy and 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 being able to post the right type of stuff. Absolutely. You will be found very quickly. the absolutely. the the the, mar- the industry is in its infancy from a digital marketing standpoint.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So having so my idea was really just to have five really good content pieces mm. that someone has created for you that now belong to you. And I mean, there's a million topics, you know, trends for 2022, you know, fire features, uh, shapes of pools.
1: Like the, so quest- the, the, the the main things that you may be getting asked in your DMs or.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
1: Answer um, sort of the customer's questions. That, that's That's what SEO is really about. If you are the source of the answers for what people are looking for, then you will be found.
2: Absolutely. So having um, getting back to the blogger, so just having yeah. five really good professional pieces of content that you can then extract information from and have that as your posts. So if it's you oh. know, the top, top seven uh, features for 2022, mm-hmm. that's seven content pieces that you have.
1: Oh, so I could be like, that could be seven posts that I do. Yeah. This is number two on our list of seven for the other six. Yeah. Check out the blog article.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't, if you're not directing them to a blog, then you can just keep them on Instagram.
1: I just, just keep posting one, just two, three. Just keep
2: posting content if you're, you know, not a wordsmith and you're afraid to to write, because you do have to have a bit of content. There should be, you know, always have a headline for mm-hmm. your, your, your caption and then, A piece of content so that's a couple lines and it's one piece of content so you're not talking about 18 things in your instagram post and then a call to action so what's your call to action you know dm us if you have any questions you know send us uh, a dm if you'd like a quote for next year and then you can always ask a question so those that are following will ask a question or drop a comment in your Mm -hmm. comment section so you're keeping that dialogue alive so that's getting the content. And then we already talked about getting the images. And then we talked about going to Block resources to find images that you might want to use on your mm-hmm. social media. And then the other piece, I've been thinking about this since Facebook kind of shut down a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like There's no Facebook for 24 hours and mm-hmm. businesses were freaking out because mm-hmm. there are businesses that rely on Facebook. So how do you capture your followers? Because those mm-hmm. followers don't belong to you.
1: No, that, you, that, yeah, that's it's okay. I see, I see where you're going. Let's go there because it's if absolutely you 10, 000,
2: true. If you guys have 10,000 followers, but let's say that somehow your account gets hacked and this mm-hmm. happens, this happens way more often than people think, and someone steals all of your passwords and then you no longer have access to your account. And this happens a lot. That account's no longer yours. Those followers are no longer yours. There's also something called shadow banning in Instagram and Facebook. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's
1: no, what is that?
2: Need. So there's an algorithm and it's trying to rid Facebook of spammers and people that are doing shady things or anyways, everybody on all the accounts have a trustability score. Okay. Okay. So lots of different reasons. You could be shadow banned from Facebook and Instagram and you don't know it. It doesn't tell you we're no longer serving up your content but it happens. I was working with someone two weeks ago who had a situation like this where Facebook just stopped, well it's Instagram, stopped showing her reels. So she had 26,000 followers and 50 views on her reels. So we figured out that many, many years ago she was buying followers. Okay. And Instagram has really uh cut Punish down that. on spam yeah. and you know, the fake accounts and stuff. So I told her I think that your account is considered, you know, a counterfeit account or account that it's no longer a
1: spammy true. account, yeah.
2: It's a spammy account. Even though she wasn't creating spam, there were many followers. There
1: was there was spammy behavior in the past. In the and, past or yeah.
2: spammy behavior from her audience. So she had to restart a new Instagram. Oh wow. So that all being said, that was a really long story. To say <laughs> that you really need in this digital space to have your own audience.
1: You need so your own audience- store. You can't you can't just keep renting space in other people's exactly. stores. So to do
2: that is a good email marketing campaign and it's not that you're necessarily sending out email marketing right now but it's to have a database of emails that belong to customers or followers or potential customers that you have on a list and it actually surprises me because I mentioned that we live in a 1960s house so we've had to pretty much do everything in our house and our backyard and our front yard. So I've had a lot of contact with different landscapers and you know the local uh, nurseries here we've dealt with mm-hmm. and no one has sent us any type An of email. follow-up emails, no email marketing, okay. no like hey our chrysanthemums are are here because and I they, they're not on social media either. I guess they are on social media but it's not a big presence. So yeah. These are all lost opportunities, I think, from a dealer level, from a a landscape contractor level, the upsells, the here's what's going on in our business
1: Mm -hmm.
2: email. Yeah.
1: So let's, can we explore a couple scenarios from a contractor standpoint, like what that would look like? Because part of me says, well, if I'm a contractor and I've done business with you or you've done business with me. It's great that I have your email address, but I already did business with you. So sure. that I, so that I email you next spring, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like how, I feel like I'm just bothering you really. Like I just did your job this year. What, what, what value can I bring?
2: Absolutely. So are there any other services you guys provide? You did the backyard, but what mm-hmm. about the curb appeal in the front?
1: Mm-hmm. So does that mean like I, I need to send you a, you a specific email? Cause I did your backyard and now I'm like, Hey, I yeah, could do your I'm front. Just-
2: you know, I was thinking about it and just having a list. You don't even need to use this list. This doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a list that you're necessarily using, but just to have a database or it's a spreadsheet. In Google. So
1: you own this contact list of people because having all the followers on Instagram or, or likes on, on Facebook or whatever, those platforms own those contacts. So you don't Absolutely. have your own thing. They're
2: not yours. So yeah. to, to have a way, and there is a way to do it, but to have a way to at some point capture those emails, mm-hmm. this could just be, you know, I thought about today because, mm-hmm. A lot of homeowners don't know anything about plants. That's right. And I don't know what to plant. You could
1: argue a lot of hardscapers don't know a lot about plants either. Okay,
2: maybe. <laughs> but maybe I don't know anything know about plants. About- this
1: thing, I water it once in a while. It stays green. I know I'm good. That's basically it.
2: But I think I feel like they know more about grass. Like I have all this grass. Up oh
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but those are I low maintenance, plants. low maintenance plants.
2: <laughs> I have a lot of Forte. grass, and. Yeah. I feel like if you could have some type of, um, you know, a contest, let's say not a contest, but like get a one hour plant consultation, Mm. join our mailing list or join our VIP list. Okay. And then it's a really, really simple MailChimp form Mm -hmm. is coming in on Instagram. Then they fill it out and then you don't need to do anything with it, but you have their email. At least you have their email. You know that there's some kind of filter from Instagram coming in to you and for dealers this is something that i i don't for dealers
1: it's a no-brainer absolutely because you sell you have a storefront where you sell so many things yeah
2: it it boggles my mind because i go to the dealers Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm looking for some chrysanthemums and they're like oh yeah we got them in last week but had you you know posted it on social media or sent Mm -hmm. out an email just saying hey we got our fall stuff i would have already known instead of when i was at costco buying it because i was there and i saw it
1: that's right yeah. But if you're a contractor, just bring it back to that, um, it could be that you have uh, cleaning and uh, protecting I services, know, like a, applying a sealer or, or touching up uh, polymeric sand joints. Yeah. Uh, it could be that, you know, you have a special on fire pits because it's fall season oh. and, you know, it's not every customer that you did business with that has a fire pit. And you can add a fire pit to a project pretty easily, yeah. so th- these are opportunities. Absolutely. Planting is a great opportunity, but even things like adding uh, lighting, you know, yes, lighting is an easy thing to add after the fact.
2: After the fact, absolutely. You know? So these just little general things, and it could mm-hmm. even if you expand your business, you move offices you know, little things that you could technically once a year, maybe twice a year, just send out a general email to your email list. And Mm -hmm. I, I like MailChimp. If you have under 2000 emails, it's a free platform.
1: Oh really? It's free at that level?
2: Free if you have under 2000, um, contacts and then to really curate that list, And let's say you send out one email just saying, hey, we've expanded or we've merged with another company. We're now bigger and better.
1: Yeah, whatever whatever news you have.
2: Whatever news you want to share. And then you realize only 50% of the people open the email. Well, Mm -hmm. those 50% of the people transfer those onto like uh, a... special list. ...my business. These are really... Because they were already warm leads, right? And now they're they're interested. So Mm -hmm. create that list uh, as you go along. So you take it from your Instagram followers to a list that you actually own.
1: Mm-hmm. Another great, uh, great idea with regards to email is as you're collecting those email addresses, I like your idea of, of using social media to build a list,
2: the list for yeah.
1: sure. Uh, so having some kind of newsletter, some kind of tips, you know, fill in this form and we'll give you this. You have to give them something in return, not just yeah, ask for sure. emails. Yeah. People won't give it to you. But uh, if you have that, that's one group of people that you can hit, but there's also all the people that you have done business with. Yes. All previous customers, but there's also all the people who did not choose your services
2: Absolutely, yes. that you
1: met with and they're like, Whoa, $75,000. I did not expect that let me think about it. And they kind of ghost you for a while. Well, that doesn't mean that they've went with someone else. Maybe this year's the year that they're going to do it. You know, maybe offer design services over the winter, you know, get their, their, their juices flowing for an eventual project.
2: Absolutely. And it's just keeping that lead warm because you Mm. already came into their house. You already gave them a quote. You mean they might've lost the quote and then just go back and just remind them, you know, we're here and uh, you know, if you book now in November, you keep November, you keep 2021 prices for 2022.
1: Mm -hmm. Another key thing with email is build templates. Like don't, don't just create a custom email for every single idea that you have. Like just build.
2: I know I'm pushing Mailchimp, but I did look at a lot of other platforms Mm -hmm. and it's just their templates are so easy. You, there's no HTML involved. It's all change the image, write the text. And then again, I was talking about, you know, Fiverr. You could also hire on Fiverr or any other site, someone to do your communications that you say, I'm going to give you eight hours a week of work.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, this
2: what I do for someone locally. And I've been trying to push this idea with him and he hasn't really been that receptive to it, but maybe he will be uh, now. But, uh, you know, you don't have to do all of this yourself. You can no. hire people to do a couple hours a week of your your marketing or your communications or your social media. It doesn't have to be reinventing the wheel if this is really an area that you're not familiar with.
1: Could you help our listeners um, maybe with how do I pick the right person? Like what kind of questions should I be asking? What is the answer I should be getting?
2: Yeah, um, ask them who they've worked with before. Okay. Like show me an example of, who you've worked with references and check those references. Uh, I just think seeing their work is, is obviously a big one. And then, I mean, just general questions. What successes have you had in social media? Um,
1: basically have this conversation with them and see if it sounds like what you're
2: saying. (laughs) I'm I'm sure there's, you know, we're really in a freelance state, I feel like right now, because Absolutely. offices were closed for so long. So people were able to really hone in on what they are really good at and can do it literally from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think if you are looking for someone to do that for you in a really good uh, time. To do yeah.
1: It. Yeah. And I think I, I'm going to repeat something that I said at the beginning, but I think it's short-sighted to say, well, I'm going to wait till the markets cools down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, like strike while the iron is hot. It That's, that's a saying for a reason. Yeah, for it sure. takes time to get these things rolling where you're having the successes that you're talking about now. It doesn't happen overnight. So you, the sooner you start, the sooner you'll be glad that you did.
2: Absolutely. And if you just have, you know, three pieces of content coming out every week, you'll event like very soon after you'll see your, your engagement increase. You'll see your followers increase. You'll definitely see a big difference in your social media. And then the, the component with the emails, I think if someone can try that and let me know how it goes, I think it's <laughs> it's genius. It's not that it's genius, but I just think, you know, if, if it wasn't there, if social media wasn't there, how would you reach your customers?
1: Well, I don't think anyone needs to think about would it work. Like, If you're on, a ton of our listeners, I'm sure, shop at Lowe's, shop at Home Depot. These are these are stores that are similar to your business, that supply your business, but I mean, they're storefronts. So if you have a small garden center or a small little retail component to your business, you have customers coming in. Collect that email address, get that recurring business. Like if you buy it at any of those other stores, you're getting these emails. Yeah. You 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 check out a tool, or or you you drive a Ford, and you signed up for a newsletter uh, in advance of l- buying a new truck. You're researching, and they're like, uh, if you want some uh, update information on the uh, the new F three fifty, which is coming out the twenty twenty two F three fifty, put in your email here. You do that, and then you get it. And then you're that much closer to buying. Like we, yes. there's evidence everywhere of these things that work. You just have to think about what makes your customers tick and then give them that information and, and tailor your message that way. So it, it is it is powerful. And, and although people get spammed with emails all the time, when you're looking for that thing.
2: Yes, when you're really it, interested, you want to get those emails, right?
1: That's right. That's cool. Let, let's uh, let's just recap the strategy thing. I made a few notes. Just let's make sure I, I got everything you said. So first things first with strategy, remember that you're selling a brand. So what is that brand? Your, your main focus for the example that you gave, like my main focus is to engage with local homeowners. The message that I want is I want to be the most respected contractor in the area. I want to be the standard, like that is the benchmark that people will measure everyone else against. How will I do that? One of the important things that I can do is from an image perspective, contact previous customers, contact a local photographer and get a photo shoot going.
0: Yeah.
1: Then on the blog side, if, uh, like the images are good, but the images themselves aren't enough. You need some text. You need some, what's referred to as copy. So getting a blog or, or finding a professional writer to write five blogs, five core topics it's for a you. a
2: professional writer, but it can be a student. It can be a university student. You can find it on any of these freelancer sites. It doesn't have to be, like I said, it doesn't have to be the best photographer in town. It doesn't have to be, you know, a Pulitzer winning author writing. Oh, of course you can, find not. A, you can literally find a student to write you like top five, top five trends for 2022.
1: Mm-hmm. You probably find students looking for work on things like LinkedIn. So like a little callback to what we were talking about before, why you should be on there. But get a writer to write five blogs, or if you if you're pretty decent at writing, then go for it. But yeah. five blogs, go deep on five topics so that you can keep pulling from those. You tie your killer images with a little blurb of text from that. Every post should have a headline, should have a description, should have a call to action. And if you want to encourage engagement, ask a question so you can get that back and forth with the comments. And that's basically in a nutshell what your your strategy looks like. I miss anything?
2: Nope, that's good. And the most successful, I think, companies where we are that I see, they do that and they put out a lot of content because they do a lot of business and... They have a lot of homeowners that also follow and also engage and also ask questions. So it's all a part of, you know, the larger strategy.
1: So that, that's, um, that's a, that's a good subject to to kind of explore very quickly here. If part of it is to create awareness for my company and to generate demand and leads for my company, the size of my company and the revenues that I want to hit are part of that that strategy, right? The bigger I am, the more I have to post because the more I have to feed the machine. Is that necessarily true? Not
2: necessarily. Not necessarily. I'm just thinking of a few examples where I, I mean, we talked to them about our project and they told mm-hmm. us how many they did a season and it was a huge number. Uh so they they this particular company that we both know very mm-hmm. popular in this area do a lot of of jobs. So it's not necessarily that the bigger you are the more content you have to post, but they they use this strategy where they have photo shoots all the time and they they take pictures and they take aerial shots and then they happen to use it on their social media. And I, I, I've noticed that they do repurpose it, but I do go back and just look at some of the inspiration, especially when we were doing our backyard, Mm -hmm. I would go through, you know, years back and look at the posts because I was in that buying mode. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the bigger you are, the more you post, but if you have the content, then you should be using
1: it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and it comes back to that other thing I said, like the sooner you start, the sooner you'll be glad you did. Because if you start now, you know, the customer three years from now will have three or four posts a week times 52 weeks times three or four years of a glamorous portfolio that you've put out there that clearly screams to the world, like, you know what you're doing and you do awesome stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. We've hit a lot of topics here, a ton of great advice. Is there anything that we didn't hit that we should talk about right now? Did we miss anything?
2: No, I think we hit everything. No, I think that's that's all I wanted to cover. Okay. You asked really good questions.
1: Well, thank you. That's, that's what we try to do here on the show. Good questions for good answers to help good contractors yes. get gooder. Good. <laughs>
2: But I'd like to see, I'd like to get some feedback and you'll let me know if anybody tried any of these strategies.
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, I would invite people to give you that feedback directly. So let's go through that. Once again, social media by Vanessa on Instagram at social media by Vanessa, the website, social media by Vanessa.com. I'm sure you're on LinkedIn as well.
2: I am on LinkedIn and you can email me if you have questions. Cause I'm oh. very happy to answer emails. I really am. I give, I have calls with people almost every day. It's not necessarily new business for me, but it's just, it gives me ideas as well. I had a call Mm -hmm. today about email marketing. So that's where this whole,
1: that's where this came from. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it's Vanessa at social media by Vanessa.com.
1: There you go. Very easy to remember. Any last words, any uh, final uh, nuggets of wisdom that you want to just lob out there into the, uh, into the world? (laughs)
2: I think i think that's everything that's everything i've been thinking about since you uh, asked me to to be on your podcast
1: all right well thank you so much for joining us this was uh, awesome great catching up with you again yeah it's been, been a while and uh i guess that's it everyone for this week's episode until next time work hard pave harder and we'll see you next week This episode is brought to you by Hardscaper.com. The Hardscaper mission is to empower industry professionals with the skills, inspiration, and confidence they need to take their businesses to new heights. Struggling with training programs for your team? Looking for helpful tips to build a better company? Subscribe today to gain access to hours of interactive, on-demand hardscape construction and business courses for free. Plus, members gain access to virtual educational events special offers and fantastic prizes from our partners visit hardscaper.com today and let us help you pave your way to greater success
0: you've been listening to hardscape growth a podcast for business leaders in the trenches to ensure you never miss an episode please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player if you use apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show just tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves until next time work hard and pave harder